Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost is a day of contrasts. It holds before us the contrast of so-called human unity and that of true divine unity. It holds before us the contrast of how humanity has used or misused the good gifts of language and technology and how God, the giver of all good gifts, uses them rightly. Pentecost is a day where we see these contrasts in the readings of Holy Scripture from Genesis chapter 11 and from Acts chapter 2. Genesis 11 records for us that sometime after the great flood, the descendants of Noah settled in this place called the Plain of Shinar. They were a people who were united, united in language, united in purpose. Together they made use of the the newest technology and they, 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 they undertook a building project of epic proportions. With baked brick and mortar, they began building for themselves both a city and a tower. The tower was intended to reach the heavens. And the city was designed to prevent dispersion and to keep them in one place together. And the name, the name that they were to make was a name for themselves. Well, great, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what's the problem with that? By all appearances, here's a smart, resourceful group of people who have prospered after the flood and who are using the good gifts of language and technology to accomplish a great and lofty goal, to make a name, to build a city, and to erect a tower. But dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is just one example of just because we can doesn't mean that we should. Just because the good gifts are available doesn't mean that they should be used in a certain way. You might ask, well, what way is that? And I would say, selfishly. You see, brothers and sisters in Christ, the scriptures are revealing to us something that we wouldn't know simply by observing these actions. They are revealing for us the motivation of mankind's heart. The passages are showing us what the hearts and the minds of these people are focused on. And all people, they are focused on self. Self-glorification. Let us make a name for ourselves. Self-preservation. Let us make a city lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And self-worship. Let us build a tower with its top to the heavens so that we might make a God in our images. See, this is what mankind will do apart from faith in God. Without faith in God, all mankind is focused ever and only on self. Without faith, mankind is sold whole hog into seeking the approval and the admiration of others, stocking up and storing up for themselves and worshiping a God of their own designs and on their own terms. Without faith, mankind speaks, no screams with one voice, mine. 
The sinful heart takes the good gifts of God and it turns them in on self in terms, in tools, in, into tools of self-service. The natural bondage to serve self leads to isolation. Isolation from God and isolation from others. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that is not how God intended for us to live. See, even you and I who are in faith to God, we struggle with this. And struggle is the key word. See, instead of being sold out to self, we struggle against self. We hear God's word, we hear Christ's own words that say, pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. The sinful nature needs to be wrestled into submission by the work of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps wrestle or struggle isn't too strong a word. The sinful nature, in fact, needs to be put to death daily. The sinful nature needs to drown in baptismal remembrance so that we might be raised to new life in Christ over and over and over again. See, that's the wonder of this day. We see a contrast between the work of man and the work of God. For in the account of Babel, the Lord comes to visit those he has created. In an act of grace, he disrupts their pursuit of self. Their language is confused and they are unable to remain united. In fact, they are scattered and dispersed from the plain of Shinar. Their hopes for making a name for themselves is dashed. Their desire to prevent, uh, uh, prevent their dispersal is thwarted. And their plans to ascend to the God of their choice, it's brought to ruin. It was an act of grace that the Lord disrupted the grand and lofty plans of this proud people. For they would have brought about physical and spiritual ruin upon themselves and all others, living and then dying in isolation from God for eternity. When God acts, it's always with purpose. When God visits, it always effects change. When God speaks, it impacts all of creation. The people of Genesis 11, who were once one, now become many. As the Lord visits them, where they were united, they are now divided. And though this still remained, even though they're scattered and divided, each people group, each nation, and each individual acting apart from faith still ever and only sought the promotion, preservation, and worship of self. Throughout the history of this world and throughout the ages, Nations rose and fell, all seeking glory, the advancement of their own language and ideals, their own forms of worship. This is true, the people who lived apart from faith in the one true God, the Canaanites, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Spartans, the Romans, the Ottomans, the British, and yes, even the Americans. God visits. He scatters so that he can gather he brings low so that he can lift up. He kills so that he can make alive. 
That's the marvel of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, as the apostles and the faithful Jews from every nation are gathered into Jerusalem, the Lord comes down again to visit his people. Though this time, to truly unite and to build up. As God the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles, they preach with one voice but in various languages the good news of Jesus, crucified and risen for all. United, the apostles speak of the God who makes his name name known and who calls others to be baptized into this name. With one voice, the apostles proclaim the one who creates a people who live by faith and who are now a holy nation. In true Christian unity, the apostles make known the mystery of Jesus' divinity and his humanity so that they may worship him alone in purity and truth. With the visitation of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, God is creating a people who are no longer solely self-focused, but are now other-focused. Focused to live a life of faith to God and focused on living a life of love and service for their neighbors. The isolation of self is broken by the unity of faith in love in Christ. And so Genesis chapter 11 stands in stark contrast to Acts chapter 2. You see in these accounts the character of God and that of man. You see the Lord scattering so that he might gather, divide so that he might unite, kill so that he might make alive. You see the contrast, yes, but also you see the grace and the mercy that God shows to the whole of his creation, including you and me. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord visits us again here today by his word, his spirit, and his gifts. As you have heard the word of the Lord, the same Holy Spirit is at work in you, doing the very same things, causing you to draw, die in remembrance of your baptism and rise again to newness of life. For the triune God has joined himself to you in holy baptism, and he has now made you a people of his own possession. You have been called out of the darkness of blind self-service, and you have been brought into the light of his kingdom, whereby you live to serve others. You have been given his name, and rather than promote and glorify yourself, you live to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have been set free from the prison of self-worship to the worship of the one who suffered and who died and who gave everything for you. And the Lord himself has gathered you by his word and by his spirit from wherever you have been to this very place so that together as one people the Lord might visit us again and so that with one voice we might speak concerning the God who creates who redeems, and who makes holy. What a wonderful and blessed day Pentecost is. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 
May the Lord who has called you to be his own sanctify you through and through, that together we might speak with one voice for the glory of God's name, the expansion of his kingdom, and for the worship of the triune God. Amen. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.